into A to Z Sports Primetime from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress, the Intel Edge available to you at GaryAshton.com. Of course, you know Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered. Two Rivers Ford is the place that you go for quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at Two Rivers Ford. Com. And of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action, the action, which I'll tell you about later on in the show. So day number two of legal tampering period concluded. We are moving towards tomorrow, which is the 3 p.m. Central Time deadline when the new league year begins. And officially these contracts, all of the news that you're seeing, all the different transactions, they're not real until 3 p.m. tomorrow. For example, I don't know how many people saw Randy Gregory reportedly doing a deal for five years, $70 million with the Cowboys, and then all of a sudden, he just decided to change his mind. And so now he's going to sign with the Denver Broncos. Players still have the ability to do that, even though they've agreed to terms and principles. So that's kind of the period that we're operating in right now. And so as we wait for things to kind of play out on the open market, we're looking at the local professional football team, the Tennessee Titans. We're seeing, you know, a lack of hugely splashy moves, which we kind of went through yesterday. This is not a time period in which the Titans are typically active. In fact, last year was the phenomenon or the anomaly rather for how John Robinson went about doing his business. And so now people are kind of, you know, that's kind of the expectation, right? They signed Bud Dupree. Last year, they went out and got Nico Autry last year. They went out and traded for Julio Jones last year. And so now I think there's a certain expectation among the fans that this is how they're going to continue to do business every offseason, which, of course, is just not realistic. So when deals like Deontay Foreman not re-signing with the team come up today, I you know, there's been a legitimate backlash to the Titans lack of interest there. And that's kind of the thing that we're going to work through tonight. I'm going to tell you why they didn't do it. I'm going to tell you why it makes sense not to do it. And I'm also going to tell you why he is absolutely deserving of the one-year $2 million deal that Deontay Foreman just signed with the Carolina Panthers, which, by the way, doesn't go into effect, as none of these do, until 3 p.m. Central Time tomorrow. So I completely understand why people are attached to players who have played well for them. You want to keep the guys who served your football team well last year. And he was one of the 91 that served your football team well last year, even if you didn't achieve your ultimate goal. So we'll kind of work our way through that. You'll hear from Deontay Foreman um, from a couple of weeks ago, a press conference that we had with him. And, you know, hopefully for those of you who are upset about things like Deontay Foreman or a lack of big splashy moves so far, hopefully we'll be able to make sense of it for you throughout the course of tonight's show. But I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take first and foremost. In the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, I want to know, fair or foul, the Titans opting not to sign Deontay Foreman. Let me know in the uh, in the comment section, wherever it is that you choose to consume us. 
your two rivers Ford take <laughs> MB says, I can't wait to hear how Buck defends this move. Oh, with, with great ease MB, watch me work, baby. I got you covered because there's nothing, you know, I, I don't even need to defend it. The move in itself is the defense. But like I said, We'll get into that. And by the way, now you guys have to watch me watch Indiana basketball tonight, too, which is just going to be a disaster because you know that this is my the only sports team that I care about in my life like a fan still. So uh, this is going to be an unpleasant experience, I feel, should Indiana not live up to potential. But anyway, fair or foul, Titans opting not to resign Deontay Foreman. Let me know in the comments section, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about the people who present the Two Rivers Ford take. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has the Built For You program, which I myself went through not so long ago. It is a week uh, a week from last Monday when I got my 2022 Ford Explorer built for you, built for me, at Two Rivers Ford. I got the exact color I wanted, black. I got the exact customizable accessories with the exact Ford vehicle that I desired all for a price point that made sense for my budget. Two Rivers Ford can do the exact same thing for you. All you have to do is go pay them a visit in Mount Juliet. And even if you don't want to drive out to Mount Juliet, you don't have to. You can go through the entire process online. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, fair or foul, the Titans opting not to resign Deontay Foreman. How do you feel about this? Because there there did seem to be mixed emotions when I saw that he had come to terms with the Carolina Panthers on a one-year, $2 million deal. Now, just for reference, I've pulled up Deontay Foreman's numbers from last season, and both he and Dontrell Hilliard, to their credit, played very, very well after basically coming from the unemployment line to an NFL team that was in the middle of a playoff chase last year. He played nine games for Tennessee. He had uh, three starts over those nine games. He ended up with three touchdowns rushing. He had nine receptions out of the backfield. He had uh, 33, excuse me, 133 rushing yards for 566 yards, which if you're doing the math at home, kids, average uh, averages out to 4.3 yards per attempt. Now, one of the biggest talking points of the playoff game was why didn't they give the ball to Deontay Foreman more over Derrick Henry, which is completely reasonable given the fact that Derrick had not played professional football in 12 weeks at the time. But, you know, MB brings this up earlier. I can't wait to hear how Buck defends this move. So the move that I'm going to defend is the decision to move on from Deontay Foreman because for me, this is 1,010% a fair move. You may not feel that way. I completely understand if you do. There's an emotional component of this that for some of you, I'm just not going to be able to talk you out of, even as I tell you all the time that this is an incredibly emotionless business. But when you see a player like Deontay Foreman get a contract like this, there's a couple of things that you have to take into consideration. One, how much did the Titans have to spend on a player like Deontay Foreman? So he got $2 million. I'm not familiar with all the details on the contract as far as guaranteed money, if all of it's guaranteed, how much of it is incentive-based, on and on and on it goes. What I do know is that the Titans are looking to save money anywhere that they can. They've just asked Brett Kern to take a pay cut. 
They have uh, brought back a veteran center in Ben Jones who went for half of what the guys at the top of the market are going for. You got Ryan Jensen and Jason Kelsey signing 13 and $14 million deals, respectively. You've got Ben Jones for two years at seven. A lot of you were bent out of shape because Jeff Swaim got over $3 million and a good portion of that $3 million guaranteed to basically be the tight end three here next year. I understand why you would get bent out of shape because the tight ends were supremely disappointing and all Deontay Foreman did was exceed expectation. But when you kind of go through the situation on this, you have to be realistic about what they did. And I got into, I, you know, I, I used to argue a lot more with people on Twitter. Now I try to do it less just because one, it's, it's a giant waste of time to argue back and forth with people on Twitter when, you know, you're not it, very rarely, are you going to be able to get them to see the proper approach? And I'm not saying that I'm right all the time, but more often than not, I'm arguing with people who just don't want to see the uh, the realistic side of things. So when MB says, I can't wait to hear how I defend it, well, I mean, that's quite simple. Why are you paying $2 million? Why would you pay $2 million for a player who in a perfect world isn't going to see the field all that often? How many running backs have they brought in? And I know that Derek's coming off of foot surgery, and I know that Derek Henry was not, you know, the Derek Henry that you're accustomed to when last you saw him. But let, let, can we not get caught up in recency bias. And by the way, like I'm, I'm skeptical is the wrong word. I don't doubt Derrick Henry, but I'm curious to see how he's able to rebound from a uh, significant injury like this at what will be his uh, season. He'll be 29 years old in the middle of next season. So there's reason to look at that and be like, okay, is, is this the point that we start to see Derek be just a little bit less, even just a little bit less than we are accustomed to? Do they move away from him as the primary focal point of the offense, even as they're going to continue to run the football, but they do have a great player in AJ Brown who probably needs to see more touches in this offense if you're looking to evolve. So with all that being said, if you're looking to save money everywhere, because you're right now just about $1.8 million over the salary cap as of this afternoon, and that's with a couple of transactions, that's with the cutting of Jackrabbit, Kendall Lamb, Darrington Evans, backup running back, and Roger Saffold, those moves saved you about $24 million. So what you do with that $24 million? Well, you re-sign Harold, you re-sign Ben Jones, both good. You re-sign Jeff Swain, uh, okay, but when you see that Evan Ingram is getting $9 million, would you take Jeff Swain for three? Yes, as long as it comes with a draft pick, and frankly, another veteran tight end to give you immediate impact because right now what we know is that Jeff Swain wasn't good enough to serve as the full-time starting tight end for this offense last year. You signed a couple of other guys, a swing tackle in Jamarco Jones and a DB, a special teams DB, in fact, today, and I'll bring up his name um, so that I can, A.J. Moore, who signed a one-year deal with the Titans, $2.5 million guaranteed. That was from Jerry Jeremy Fowler about an hour ago. So they got about 1.8 to spend. Now, 1.8 won't be what they walk into free agency with. There will be other moves that are made. But if you're asking me, would you rather spend that $2 million on a backup running back behind Derrick Henry on a or on a tight end, for example, even if you know that that tight end wasn't good enough to start for, for you last year, I would say, yeah, it's it's simple. It's very simple for me. What did we learn from the Titans season last year is that 
you know, in a perfect world, you don't want to go through 91 players. But if you are put into that position, can you find football players that if implemented properly and if uh, if they take the right approach, for lack of a better term, to the opportunity that they've been given, i.e. Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman, can they thrive because, you know, guys like that know what it is to be employed, unemployed in the NFL. They literally pulled those dudes off the couch halfway into the season. And what did they do? They almost replaced an MVP candidate with two players who were on the street prior to their employment here with the Tennessee Titans. So does that mean that they didn't earn every cent of the $2 million that Deontay Foreman is getting? Of course not. That's, that's opportunity, good opportunity for Deontay. Does Deontay Foreman, is Deontay Foreman going to get another opportunity like that, like the one he had last year, this season in Tennessee? Well, of course not, because Derrick Henry's under contract and is, by any measure, the focal point of this offense. So you're not going to see those kind of touches here. Deontay Foreman, either for the money or for the snaps, was not going to be worth a $2 million spend when you have a running back here that averaged 29 touches per game prior to getting hurt. 29 touches. Is there a better use of that $2 million? Of course there is. Don't be ridiculous. Running back, when you kind of break it down, there are some that aren't replaceable. I don't think that Derrick Henry's outright replaceable, but they got damn close last year. Can you do that again with another veteran who is going to cost you less than $2 million? Probably. Can you do that again with a draft pick? Well, you know, it's not guaranteed. They tried that with Darrington Evans, and they didn't feel Darrington Evans had the proper mindset to be able to stick with this team. In fact, they cut him after only two seasons, and two seasons, by the way, in which he contributed nothing because his body failed him. So, but can you can you roll the dice on a couple of more, a, a couple of different options that are going to come under that $2 million price point and still find ways to succeed, especially when, the player behind the player who's going to be in the starting role averages almost 30 touches a game when last we saw him at full health. It, it's just, it's wrong-headed thinking at this point. So I'm asking you fair or foul. And listen, if you want to make the case for fair, be happy to listen to your arguments here uh, on A to Z Sports Prime Time. We'll get back into those arguments because a bunch of you have left comments right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action. If you're a college basketball fan, you can join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's just that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So, fair or foul, the Titans letting Deontay Foreman walk. Um, 
Dominique Jones says, facts, trust in John Robinson. Shane Stafford says it's a typical John Robinson move. So when you say things like that, Shane, I guess I'm not understanding what you mean. Because has John Robinson not had a winning season in the last six consecutive seasons? Is a typical John Robinson move not net positive? And again, I'm not saying that John's perfect. He's botched plenty of picks and free agent signings. There have been decisions made that have been head scratching, but like this isn't one of them. So when you say a typical John Robinson move, I associate typical John Robinson moves with being net positive, not, you know, what you may consider to be cheap or, you know, uh, undeserving or however you would classify that. I'm, I'm confused by what you mean by a uh, typical J-Rob move, Shane Stafford. I'd be curious for you to expand on that. A little bit. Shane Alvarado says, couldn't give 2.1 million. No, I mean, you flatly couldn't. Like, you couldn't. On a backup running back? Guys, have you not been paying attention to what's happened? And and listen, I'm, I'm not speaking to all of you, but like Shane and people who are thinking like Shane. There's plenty of people who are thinking like Shane. I'm not mad at you, but look at what teams are spending all over the place. Look at what positions the Titans need. Is running back an outright need? Jeremy McNichols may not be the answer. They may keep Dontrell Hilliard. I have no idea what's going to happen with Dontrell Hilliard at this point, but I would expect him not to be back as well. They will find other veteran or draft pick backup running back options to play behind a player who really doesn't come off the field all that often, except for third downs. So if you're asking me, you couldn't give $2.1 million for backup running back? Of course you couldn't. That's ridiculous. Uh, T. Brashers on Twitter says, we want a Super Bowl, not a first-round playoff exit. These typical John Robinson moves aren't enough. And by the way, that's fair criticism. It's completely fair criticism. You've got an AFC championship game run in there. Now you didn't win it and you want this team to get over the hump, but like Dontrell or excuse me, Deontay Foreman is, is a priority move. That's going to get you past the first round of the playoffs. I don't think so. I, I think, I think it's nitpicking over one specific move that a lot of people seem to be emotional about. And like I said, he helped save your season. Deontay Foreman did. He deserves all the credit in the world for that. But is that going to be the thing that gets you past the Cincinnati Bengals of the world? No. No, of course that's not true. Do you think that's true? And if you do, I'm legitimately curious. I like I'm I'm not I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be dismissive of anybody cuz you know, my job is to help explain these things as best as humanly possible. And if I can give you some information that you don't have and listen, like I said, I don't know everything. Sometimes you guys bring information to the table that is very very, very relevant and in real time makes me reconsider my position but this is basic this is basic contract um common sense at this particular position Blake Neely says on Twitter foul Titans will likely need a good backup running back to spell Henry but we don't know that that's never happened before right now do they need to plan for that sure they did it too early they got Darrington Evans and Darrington Evans by his own you know body failing him and by the fact that Derrick Henry didn't come off the field until this year where he had a uh, a stress fracture in his foot They've never needed a contingency plan for Derrick Henry. Like players, players like uh, players like Jeremy McNichols serve a purpose, and that purpose is not worth two point one million dollars, right? When I kind of look, when I kind of look at the Derrick Henry situation, I'm very curious about how it will play out. But what I do know is that it won't take two point one million dollars to address the position behind the player who you're paying, you know top tier 
tight end money, for example, too, in Derrick Henry. Uh, I definitely didn't. Uh, I was just very, uh, I don't know. I'm really at a loss of words right now. I'm just so thankful and blessed to be in this position. Uh, God is so good. Uh, you know, just being at home, it just, it just used to, I guess I would be at home and I would just think to myself, like, man, I just want an opportunity. Somebody give me an opportunity and trust, um, trust in me and just give me the opportunity. I just felt like I could go out there and just play my game and play well. And, uh, you know, like I said before, unfortunately, you know, certain situations happened that, that led me here, but I'm very thankful to be here. And every time I step on that field, I just want to go out there and just give it my all and, and just show that, uh, you know, I deserve to be here. I deserve to be in the league somewhere, you know what I mean? And, and just do what I can do. So that was Deontay Foreman. Apologies. I don't remember which game specifically that was after, but it was obviously a home game at Nissan Stadium. And to Deontay Foreman's credit, he does deserve to be in the league. It just doesn't need to be here for that price point. And again, it's as much about Deontay Foreman wanting an opportunity to be a starting running back. And now he's going to Carolina. I don't know how that fit is going to work. They don't have a quarterback. Carolina's one of these teams that's kind of banged in free agency because they don't have an outright solution at quarterback but at this point you are you are already spread super thin as far as positional spending let's just look at it from a positional spending standpoint and I'll pull up Derrick Henry's contract figures for you in fact I'll pull up the over the cap positional spending to kind of tell you where the Titans are at the running back position and how much uh how much more or how much higher they rank over other teams who don't spend nearly this same way. So for example, if you're looking at just the running back position, um, the Titans are spending, what, one, two, three, four, five, top five money in 2022. That's just on one player. Do you know uh, that the Cowboys are spending the most because they have that terrible Zeke Elliott contract? You have the Browns number two because they have both, um, oh, I'm blanking, Nick Chubb, and I'm blanking on the uh, the former Chiefs running back that plays for them now that didn't get a huge deal, but got a substantive deal to be the backup there. Forgive me. Um, that's His name is slipping my mind. You have the Panthers, third, with Christian McCaffrey and now Deontay Foreman on the books. The Bengals with Joe Mixon, fourth. And the Titans with Derek on the books for $15 million this year, coming in fifth. Top five money, already the position. Top five money at the running back position didn't help you advance past the first round of the playoffs this year. Top five running back money in the league takes away from other positions. Now, is Derek worth that? Of course. Of course, Derek is worth spending $15 million on if for no other reason than previous production. Like you're paying for what Derek has done on the back end now. But like, let's be serious about this. You want them to pay. So if they were to pay $17 million for the two running backs, Let's say Derek for 15 and uh, Deontay for two. That would put them over the Browns, who have Kareem Hunt, by the way, is the uh, is the name of the other running back. So it would put the Brown, it would put the Titans over positional spending over the Browns, who have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Is the combination of Deontay Foreman and Derek Henry better than Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Maybe you could go back and forth on that. The Browns have a better offensive line, or at least they did when it gets hurt. It's just, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. You see what I'm saying? 
just to kind of just to kind of go back through when you look at it from a positional standpoint i think that makes it a little more clear about why teams teams in general not just the titans teams in general aren't willing to spend that for backup running backs and tj hyde says the ba- the browns are three deep at running back and consider who the third guy is right that third dude whose name escapes me um got some good snaps for them this year just as deontay foreman and dontrell hilliard did you can find other running backs to help replicate the production, provided the rest of the offense gives them an opportunity to succeed. I'm not saying that Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard didn't run hard and prepare well during the week of practice and work well during the week of practice and do all the things that the coaching staff asked them to do. And yet I still, Dearness Johnson, thank you, Dar- uh, uh, Jared Hicks, for giving me that answer for the Browns running back number three. But like, who was De- who's Dearness Johnson, right? Dearness Johnson is Deontay Foreman, is Dontrell Hilliard. Like, you can find dudes. You know what I'm saying? And you can do it for a lot less than $2 million. So I think the freak out there may be a little dramatic as far as I'm concerned. But like I said, I understand why people are emotional about this. And what I'm telling you is, like, you kind of just have to get the hell over it. Let's move on and talk about Jackrabbit because they cleared about $7 million in space today by releasing their most veteran corner. We'll discuss this. Together, um, Finn's 2167, by the way, on Twitter says, classic, no moves, Titans. Don't want to hear about cap. Easy to manipulate. I know futures implications. Need to find wide receiver and tight end help, which I don't disagree with at all. But if you're going to move money around to, you know, if you're going to screw around with your cap to go sign players, like, can we not talk about a backup running back for that? I just, I don't think so. Okay, let's move on. And let's talk about Jackrabbit Jenkins. Um, and yes, I understand that you guys don't like the Jeff Swaim signing for $3 million when Deontay Foreman couldn't get on the books here for two. Totally get it. You don't have any tight ends, though, so you had to pay somebody. And by the way, I don't know if you've seen the tight end market, but like all the dudes that you wanted, they're not available right now. Anyway, let's talk about this secondary because Jackrabbit's out. And while Jackrabbit had some bad snaps, he also had some good snaps and did help this young secondary kind of come together, teach, taught them some things during his time here. But now, because of cap savings, he is on his way out the door. The question that I want to ask you is this. What is your level of confidence in this secondary without Jackrabbit Jenkins? Now, just to kind of, you know, give you the rundown, um, and you can give me a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in this Titan secondary without Jackrabbit Jenkins? Remember that you have Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton, Elijah Moulton, Amani Hooker, Kevin Byard, Dane Crookshanks, a free agent, so he's gone, and then Chris Jackson. That's what your secondary, corners and safeties, looks like right now. I believe Matthias Farley, I believe Matthias Farley is also out from his contract, so you should expect a depth safety there. I'll have to double-check on the contract of Matthias Farley, who uh, did play a little bit. So are you confident in what that group looks like, understanding that, you have no idea what Caleb Farley is at this point in his career, but now is the opportunity for him to prove himself. So what is your level of confidence in the Titan secondary without Jackrabbit Jenkins? We will talk about that here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team has you covered wherever it is that you live in the Middle Tennessee area. They're going to help you win with the Intel Edge. That's how the Ashton team has always done business. They're guaranteed Nashville, guaranteed to get you the best price point on your next home while you look to sell your current one 
with this red hot real estate market. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. GaryAshton.com is where you go to win with that Intel Edge. And by the way, they're hiring. You can find out more information on the jobs that they're offering. Over 65 agents hired last year at GaryAshton.com. So, scale of 1 to 10, what is your level of confidence in the Titan secondary without Jackrabbit Jenkins? Curious to know how you feel about this particular situation. Understanding that Jackrabbit's been a good player here. You know, I was curious to see how they would kind of how they would kind of maneuver this. And frankly, I'm I I wonder why it took so long to do it. Like this was a move that took a little bit longer. And I think they had to, you know, I'll, I'll get into the details of why it may have taken a couple extra days. But first, let's hear from Jackrabbit and Mike Keith. Can't hold it back on my own. Does anybody call you Janoris in your life? Nobody calls me Janoris. No one? No. No no member of your family calls you Janoris? No. You're Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit or Rabbit. Jackrabbit or Rabbit. And you asked the Titans to list you on the roster as Jackrabbit because that's what everybody calls you. Correct. Have you been surprised that you could play this long? Not really. I haven't been surprised. I mean, it's a position that guys, you know, once you hit 30, you start to... But you've just, it's like you've gotten better. Uh, it's all about taking care of your body, understanding the game, mental reps, and just being a pro. I feel like I've been doing a great job of that since I've been in the league and I just got to continue. But in the NFL, you got to understand, everybody get paid, everybody going to make plays. At the end of the day, if somebody make a play on you, you got to brush it out. Because guess what? It's a whole game. Um, one play don't determine one, the whole game. You just got to continue to work. So Jackrabbit out after one season here in Tennessee, 34 years old uh, at the time of his release. And listen, he had, he, people are going to highlight the bad snaps. There were bad snaps, right? Like there were times when he got beaten coverage. There were times when he, he gave up touchdowns. There were times when you could tell that he wasn't quite physically the same kind of player, but there were also some benefits to having Jackrabbit here, especially in a year where your secondary was pretty healthy in all honesty and that group kind of held it together also while being huge beneficiaries of a of a massively upgraded pass rush right everybody got better as soon as the titans were able to get to the quarterback what it does what it does here's here's the reason why i'm curious about it and i've asked you on a scale of one to ten what's your confidence level in the secondary without jackrabbit jenkins you know i'd still say even without knowing what Caleb Farley's going to be, I, I'd, I'd probably put him at about a six and a half. I'd say a six and a half. I, I don't know what what Elijah Molden is going to look like in year two. I know that he gave them some good snaps, but I also know that they favored Chris Jackson in the slot at the start of the year. Uh, rookie third round pick, getting his feet under him doesn't mean that he can't improve. The expectation should be for him to improve. Christian Fulton is a good player. Kevin Byard is a good player. Imani Hooker's a good player. By the way, Imani Hooker's going to be doing a contract here pretty soon. You got good snaps out of guys like Buster Screen. Chris Jackson did play some snaps for you. Some better than others, i.e., what was Los Angeles, was when he played lights out on Sunday night football against the Rams. And then I can't remember who the opponent was the following week 
maybe the Saints at home. He did not have a good follow-up performance. So a bit inconsistent there. But with Jackrabbit, this was always the plan, right? The deal was structured in a way that you could get out from under it this year because you had Farley, Fulton, Molden, Byard, Hooker. Five theoretically starters that are going to need to step up. Now, from everything that I understand about Caleb Farley's uh, ACL rehabilitation process, he's in good shape and he seems to be uh, right on track to get things back underway. If not during OTAs, then for training camp and you'll kind of see how they manage him there. But the expectation is going to be for this guy to be a starter because, you know, you do save $7 million. You lose a, a respected voice in that room of respected football mind who has helped, you know, it's, it's not just about what they do on the field, even though that is the most important part. It's about how they can help you prepare and the rest of your group prepare during the week. I, I know a couple – you guys don't see this because you don't go to practice, and that's okay. But, like, I remember specifically a couple of times being out on the practice field prior to Caleb Farley tearing his ACL and watching Jackrabbit work with Farley and Molden about you know certain hand signals and when I do this that means that the wide receiver is is going to do x and that you have to be prepared for y and like while they're being coached on the practice field walking them through different elements of the coaching that only a player can provide I'm not saying that it's worth keeping them around for seven million dollars I'm just saying that that part of it is important and I think we tend to undervalue that portion of it but still, like this was the correct move. So a six and a half because two young players, both with a lot to prove. Molden got a lot of promise. Farley has a lot of potential, but you can only talk about potential so much. And you know that Christian Fulton, Monty Hooker, and Kevin Byard are proven commodities in the back end. So a six and a half is pretty good given that they've just lost one of their most veteran pieces. But, you know, as, as always, there was a, a succession plan in place to move on from Jackrabbit at this time. Um, all right, let's wrap things up with a gone viral, and then we'll get you back to March Madness tonight. The question is this that I want to ask you guys on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Now, I'm curious to see how people respond to this gone viral video question. It comes to us from the world of golf, a bit of a, a pivot here on the primetime show. The question that I want to ask you is, why do women live longer than men? I think there's going to be some creative answers here. I know we have some female listeners and viewers in the audience, so I want to know, why do you think women live longer than men? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brimac has you covered. They're the best in the business. Brimac Mechanical, three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky to make sure that they can take care of you commercially. They can take care of you residentially. Brimac, the best in the business. The Hamby family, family-owned, Miss Sherry, Mr. Chris, they're the best in the business at Brimac.com. So, why do women live longer than men? Now, let's let's not, you know, I this is there we're putting this out to comments on the internet, so perhaps, you know, let's avoid the sexist ones if we can. That would be ideal because I have great respect for the female sex. In fact, we don't function as a society without them, but, you know, let's just uh let's not get crazy 
with the because uh, this is a this is a primarily male audience so you know let's not do let's not get nuts <laughs> Moj says they barely do physical activities at while stacy says they take better care of themselves yeah maybe maybe i should not maybe i should not open this up to uh maybe i should not open this up to commentary on this uh because i don't know i i love you guys but i don't know if i can trust you guys to be realistic about this keelan says stress as if women don't have stress in their lives Luman says they eat better, typically. That is so. Um, don't do dumb stuff as often. Puka, one of our strong female voices in the chats, Puka knows that women tend to do less dumb shit than men do. For example, this video, courtesy of Barstool Sports. I don't go. <laughs> I don't go. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying that women don't do dumb shit too, um, but less dumb shit as it relates to their physical well-being. How often are you going to see a couple of chicks on the tee box being like, hey, I bet I can nail this drive through your legs. Just stand in front of me and cover up your privates. I'm going to rip this one right through and then nail one another in the shin. Like this is just, it is so ridiculous how often we see stuff like this. And I listen, for sure. Uh, me and my buddies, because I, I was, what, I was in grade school when the Jackass movies started coming out, right? And so any dude under the age or around the age of, like, preteen to teen, as I was, I think this was like 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, we all did stupid shit like the Jackass guys did in the movies because we thought it was fun, even though, you know, you take a, you take a paintball to the inside of the thigh and you're screaming and there's a giant welt uh, on the, uh, you know, on, on your, uh, on your person because of what, because you wanted to do dumb shit to impress your buddies, which never, ever works out. Why do women live longer than men? Because women are in infinitely smarter than men because women don't do shit like this on a regular basis. Just to try and get on barstool sports. I Tier top tier says we are a dumb gender for sure. Uh, you know, I you know not to get listen blanket statements. Blanket statements are not are not useful. Well, wh whether you're describing male, female, whatever uh, classification that an individual puts themselves in, because everybody does dumb shit, right? Women do dumb shit. Men do dumb shit. Men are more often dumb than women. I think that's a. I think I can cast that blanket statement. I think I can. I think I can put men in a box as a representative of the male contingent myself uh and say yeah let's uh let's not let's let's not overestimate our value with the uh what what is it the is it is it, see i don't know anything about genetics or biology is it the y chromosome that men have that women don't i don't remember anyway let me not embarrass myself with a lack of scientific knowledge derek r says uh, that's sexist. <laughs> well, you know, you're just going to have to eat it. <laughs> Women have been dealing with sexism uh, for a long, long time. And so it's okay if you feel a little bit, it's, it's going to be okay, Derek, if you feel just a bit slighted as a part of the, uh, as part of the male sex. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Greatly appreciate you guys. Time as always was a lot of fun. Thank you for an engaging and enjoyable discussion.
Tomorrow on the radio show, Bob Kessling, voice of the balls. Tennessee plays Longwood on, what, Thursday. So we'll talk to Bob about that game. We'll do dumbest thing in sports this week. Also got a bunch of Titans free agent stuff ahead for you as well. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll see you guys on the radio show tomorrow. And if not, at 8 p.m. Central Time or thereabouts on A to Z Sports Primetime.